Good morning. Let's talk about depression this morning. This is something that I struggled with for so many years, and now I don't. And so I asked the Lord this morning, what were the things that you taught me, that you brought me through? Um, So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about the things that he taught me and brought me through. Uh, There was a time when I was really, really depressed. Uh, There was no hope at all. I hadn't dealt with anything that had happened in my life, and suicide was an ever-present option. It never left my my brain that it was a way out. That's demonic. I didn't know that at the time. But uh, so this is what happened. I ended up going to a counselor, and I remember going into the counselor one day, and I said, I don't know what to do. I said, I can read the Bible, I can pray to God, I can stand on a stage and worship the Lord, but when it's all said and done, I've got these same messages in my life. You're not loved, you annoy people, you're, you're um, irritating to people. I said, at the end of the day, when I go home, that's who I am. And this is what she said. She said, I want you to go home, I want you to write out each of those messages that you hear. I want you to write down when you started hearing it, and then I want you to find a verse, a scripture verse, that counters it. So I did. I went home, and I started writing out these messages. Now, if you're going to do this, I would suggest that you are working with somebody because it's really depressing to face those messages head on because at the moment, you believe they're true. I'm here to tell you they're lies from the enemy, but you have agreed with them so deeply that it feels true. They're lies. Are you lovable? You think no. The Lord says yes. Are you loved? You think no. The Lord says yes. The demons are like, no, you're not. No, you're not. Nobody loves you. Nobody loves you. Uh, and, and God is saying, I love you. I am love. I can't not love. Of course I love you. I have to love you. <laughs> So I would suggest that you are working with somebody, sit down with somebody that can read these messages and give you the truth. Otherwise, it, it, I, don't want it, I don't want to make it worse, right? So I went and I, I wrote down all those messages. I cried the whole time because I thought they were all true. And then I went and I found one or two scripture scriptures that said the opposite. Like I thought I wasn't loved. I went and found the ones about how much God loves me. So I went back to her the next week and I said, here's my homework. Here's what I've done. And she said, okay, for the next week, you need to repeat these scriptures to yourself all the time. Just keep them in front of you and keep repeating them. So I did. And I didn't feel any differently. And so I went back the next week and I was like, it's not working. It's not working. And she said, Karen, you've been saying these negative messages to yourself. Now she, she did, she said, I've been saying them to myself. I now know they were demons. And I had agreed with what they were telling me, which gave it power over my life. But this is at the time, this is what she said. You've been saying these things for over 20 years. It's going to take longer than a week to disrupt it. Okay. So I kept doing it. So for the next week, I kept those scriptures in front of me and I kept reading them, reading them, reading them, reading them. And it was probably into the third or fourth week that something changed something changed. I started feeling better. And that was the first time I said to myself, oh, his word is alive. It, it, it is active and alive. I didn't know up to that point. I hadn't had that kind of 
Um, I had, that had never happened to me. His word is alive. It actually does come in. It does change you because he is the word. It's him. It's him. So as we're speaking those things over our lives and speaking them out loud, it does change things. Absolutely does change things. So I continued doing that and I had a huge breakthrough. I had a huge breakthrough. Just the word alone gave me a huge breakthrough. So that was that was one thing that was really good. Uh, another thing that I started doing, oh, I was, well, then I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. I didn't know it was a thing. I was baptized in water when I was 27 years old and I accepted Christ. I was baptized in water and that was it. And out of nowhere, I started seeing things about being baptized in this Holy Spirit. And it's in the Bible. It's in the New Testament. The disciples talk about it. I mean, so it's obviously, it's a thing. They talk about being baptized in water and the Holy Spirit. So it was a thing. And so I learned that it was a thing. And I didn't know how to do that um, because we weren't in a church that did that at the time. So I was sitting in the backyard and I, and I, I asked God for it. I want this God. Um, and then I, I started trying to make, you know, like speak in tongues and just personally to myself. And I felt so dumb. Um, but when I did it, even though I felt so dumb, I felt peace and I didn't feel that that often. And so I kept going cause I wanted to feel that peace and I kept going and I kept going. And, um, and so now that is a definite part of my prayer life, even though some people would theologically disagree. It's my experience. That's, it's what I've lived. So that made a big difference. Once that happened, the Bible kind of opened up and I understood a lot of stuff. Um, it, it really made a difference. Um, another thing I had to do is I had to practice my relationship with Jesus. A lot of times we're just praying to the ceiling. It doesn't feel like anybody's hearing me. I don't have a relationship with Jesus. So what I did is I, I made a prayer spot. I got up early in the morning because that's when I could do it. That's when everybody was asleep. And I had my chair and I put a chair right in front of me. And I just pictured Jesus sitting in that chair. I had my coffee and I just had a conversation with Jesus. It was quiet and it was whispered um, because, you know, I felt kind of dumb. But I, I did it. And I sat there and I just talked to him like I would talk to my mom or my sister or my best friend. I would, I just talked to him and over time I got more and more comfortable and it was like, I was really talking to somebody. I was really talking. Um, I might feel like I heard an answer to something I asked. I might not, but, but I realized that my relationship with Jesus was becoming more of a two-person relationship instead of a one-person, I'm speaking at you. I'm speaking at God. But this allowed it to morph into a two-person relationship where I felt like I was actually talking to somebody. That was a game changer as well. Um, Another game changer was forgiveness. Oh my gosh, I had so many people to forgive. I had to forgive me. And even, don't laugh, (laughs) there was one time I forgave God. (laughs) And of course, I know he doesn't do anything wrong, but I was mad about something. And so I I said, Lord, I know that you didn't do anything wrong. And I know that this is my issue, but I just need to say, I just need to say it. (laughs) So I did. 
I don't know. He might, he might have something to say about that when I get up to heaven, but I love him and he loves me. And, you know, I just needed to say it for my, for my own, you know, moving on. <laughs> I just needed to say it. I had to forgive me. Um, and I, I, I was probably the last person I forgave. I, I started with everybody else, the people who had deeply, deeply hurt me. And I started forgiving because if Jesus can forgive me for all the stuff that I did, how, how can I hold this against this person over here when I've been forgiven of more? So I had to get rid of bitterness. I had to get rid of unforgiveness. And that was a process. It took a while, but I'll say this. Each time I did it, I felt a little bit lighter and a little bit lighter and a little bit lighter. And I'm, I'm coming out of this dark depression. Um, and then getting in the Bible, I really had a hard time getting in the Bible. I, I remember saying to my husband early on, I don't get anything out of reading it. I don't get anything out of it. It's just like reading a story. Um, I remember saying that to him. And so what somebody said, which was a really great idea, she said um, she knew somebody that read a chapter of Proverbs a day because there's 30, 30 Proverbs and there's 30 days in the month. So whatever day it was, they would read that chapter of Proverbs. So I I didn't know what else to do. So I started reading a chapter of Proverbs for whatever day it was. And Proverbs are really easy to understand for the most part. And it's really easy to get the spiritual meaning of what the writer was trying to say. It's really easy to get it, you know, because it's pretty obvious on a lot of it. So suddenly I'm like, I'm understanding this. I am understanding the spiritual stuff to be talked about in Proverbs. And that just sort of started spilling out onto the New Testament and the Old Testament. Um, and then I, I fell in love with the Old Testament. I love Genesis. I love the story. I love the Exodus story. I just fell in love with the Old Testament. And now I'm starting to fall in love with the New Testament um, because they all, they both talk about the same thing, Jesus. So that all I can think of in the moment, all of this walked me out of that darkness and into light. Do I still struggle with things? Yeah. I, I realized about, was it a year or two ago? Um, things were, were getting really bad in my life. And I had two friends who staged an intervention and they took me out to dinner and they said, Karen, it's bad. It's really, really bad. And one of them, I think it was both of them said, you need to read a book on codependency. I had never heard of it. I had never heard of it. So I went and I found a Christian book on codependency because I'm sticking with Christian stuff no matter what. And I was thick, thick, deep, deep in the middle of codependency. And this is after I've walked through all of this stuff, you know, the next thing comes up, which is what God will do. He'll just do one thing at a time. He is so gracious and he is such a gentleman that he will not overwhelm you. He will, he's like, he's like the shepherd leading the lamb. He will not overwhelm you. You ask him to help you walk through this and he will do it one piece at a time, one piece at a time. And that was the next piece. It was codependency and it was, it was really tying down my world. And so then I had to go back to my coffee talk and I had to put the chair in front of me and start talking about what I was reading in the codependency book and start working my way out of that. And it took a while. And then, you know, the next thing will come. And we'll walk through that together as well. But each step brings me 
more out of darkness and more out of darkness. So let me pray really quick for whoever is listening to this. Lord, I pray over whoever's whoever's ears hears this podcast. I pray for them. I pray that you would walk them through what they need to walk through in order to get to light on the other side of this darkness. And I pray that for victory and I pray that there will be success and they will feel lighter and lighter as they continue to work through things and walk with you. And I pray blessings over their life. And I can't wait to see their smiles in heaven when they come up to me and say, I walk, I got out of it. Jesus helped me out of it. I can't wait. I can't wait. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you. Bye-bye.